morning and welcome to Massive Action Monday. Monday's episode is always about excuse me. Monday, Massive Action Monday here at the Dash Podcast is about getting your week started off right. And this here is a holiday, so we'll see who's up this morning, who's taking this massive action with me this morning. Um, this is my first time doing an individual broadcast, a solo broadcast. So this will be interesting. Um, this is a massive action for myself. You know, this episode is sponsored by your credit coach and Chad Murray out of New York. They help with credit scores. If you need to understand your credit in the real estate industry, your credit in general, your market history, whatever the case is, your credit coach is who you need to see. And we are appreciative that he sponsors the Dash podcast with your credit coach. To let you know, I am your host, Trey Gamage, and this is the Dash podcast. Every week we provide you with challenging, meaningful, significant conversation. And so this week... We're talking about vision. And vision is important because if you do not have a vision for where it is you want to go in life, how do you ever expect to go forward? Vision is one of the principles that uh, Chad Murray and your credit coach use on this Massive Action Monday because vision is the telltale sign for where you need to go in life and where you want to be. Vision is everything. Um, It creates your scale. It creates your perspective. It creates what you want to be and see for yourself in life. Uh, The more specific your vision is, the more specific your outcome will be. The more general your vision, the more general your outcome. So this morning, we'll see if we get um, some folks on the live feed here this morning. I don't have my glasses, so I can't necessarily see. But even if we don't, that's okay. The episode will be posted on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and what else? That might be everything. I don't know. We'll see. Let's keep it going. I really just have a few questions today that are pertaining to vision. And, you know, really on Massive Action Monday, we want to provide tips and tools that can help move us forward. Okay, so the questions, don't just want to ask the question and and leave the question as it is, but to be able to ask the question and then provide some tools that I specifically will use myself or have um, heard from other people who would be considered experts or masters in the game um, have had. So we'll see where where we go. Um, And the first question is what do you have to give up to go forward? And that's a the big question, I think, to ask yourself. And one of the hardest parts about personal development is knowing that it's personal. You know, when you want to grow and you want to better yourself in the world, you have to go internally and see what's going on and go internally and figure out what's making me mad or what's ticking me off. What, what kind of things are really affecting me in my day-to-day life, in my everyday world? So I'm looking at what I have to give up to go forward. Is it a person? Is it a place? Is it a thing? Um, you know, I, I like to play with the word drugs. And I remember Andre 3000 had a song and said, most people have an addiction. Mine happens to be you. And he, I believe he was referring to a female at least. And that's kind of the same thing. What's your drug? What is your drug of choice that's keeping you from moving forward? 
it's not necessarily a substance. Obviously, for a lot of people, it is substances, whether it's um, alcohol, pills, marijuana, tobacco, whatever the case might be, there, there could be a substance, but it also might be lust. It also might be a fear of rejection. It also might be um, a fear of loss, a fear of losing control. There's a lot of things that we are addicted to or drugs that um, can force us into a place that we don't want to go or can also keep us from a place that we don't want to go. So it's important to identify uh, what it is you have to give up to keep moving forward towards your dreams. One thing that I always hear T.D. Jake say is, new levels, new devils. As we continue this climb and as you rise and begin to understand what it is you have to give up to go forward, it gets a little bit easier because I think I can lose a little bit personally, lose a little bit of myself in that process and that selflessness um, and becoming less of myself and more filled with helping other people and filled with the faithfulness of moving forward. So what do you have to give up to go forward? And th that is the question. So when that is the case, when you find what it is, if it's a woman, a relationship, um, a substance, whatever that case is, when I realize what it is I need to give up to go forward, then I need to start replacing that habit. Replacing that habit. I know one of the difficult things, even for myself, I know one of my um, addictions or habits or, or things that are keeping me from moving forward is, is my routines in the morning. And I know that when I am not um, doing my routines in the morning, which is Oops, that's a phone call coming in. Um, when I'm not doing my routines in the morning and when I'm not doing things that are uh, keeping me grounded and keeping me in a grateful place in the world, it's a struggle for me to stay on task. It's a struggle to uh, stay in a way where I'm ready to keep moving forward. So it's important to understand how to replace those habits when I'm identifying what it is that I need to get rid of to move forward. I need to know how to replace that habit because it's not enough just to say I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore or I'm not going to see this person anymore or I'm not going to take this drug anymore or I'm not going to do this thing anymore. You have to replace that with something. Um, so I know that when I'm not waking up in the morning and meditating, I know that when I'm not waking up and taking time for myself, I may become more volatile and I might become more likely to yell at somebody or become angry. So it's important for me to replace those feelings of anger with meditation in the morning and prayer in the morning and exercise in the morning and things that are going to keep me calm and relieve tension from my mind and my brain all day so I can release that or replace that habit. And then you look at, after that, I feel like when we're trying to see how to replace those habits, you'll find out the story you're telling yourself about yourself. Um, and that's a lot of times the biggest deterrent, you know, is the things that you tell yourself about yourself during the day. And because we make up the story so many times of what it is that someone else did to me or someone else, the reason why they hurt me, that it was intentional and that it was only to hurt me for the reason they did it. That girl broke up with me just to break my heart or they fired me or they said this thing to me just because it was me. A lot of times 
people don't care about you. Les Brown says 50% of the people don't care about your problems, and the other 50% are glad that it's you that has the problem. So, you know, figuring out the story that you're telling yourself about yourself makes a big difference in the way that you can set your vision for yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's what these habits about are, are creating that vision um, to grow in yourself and to grow forward in yourself. So when we're moving, and what, what the story that you're telling yourself is going to change, because you'll realize that uh, the rejection that I've been holding on to from uh, my dad or my mom or this thing that happened when I was six years old, it's not a real problem. Hey, hey, Mr. Reese Cuts, how you doing, man? Good to see you, Reese. I'm glad you're up this morning um, taking it easy. I'm, I'm just chilling, man, trying to get some vision going this morning. Appreciate you coming out. Uh, and, and thinking about the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. So it's important. You know, the conversation that you have your, with yourself, whether you're by yourself all day or you never get to be alone, there's a voice in your head, and that conversation is what steers your vision in life. So knowing the story that you're telling yourself and being aware of that story is vital, is crucial, because that's, that's the story that's going to guide your life. That's the story that's going to determine your habits. That's the, the story that's going to determine your direction. So knowing the story that I tell myself about myself, I get to create that. I get to be the person that cultivates what the story of my life looks like, regardless of where I was yesterday or the place that I came from or living in the projects broke with no lights on, to quote Tupac, um, who's right behind me. Um, that story doesn't matter. I get to create what that story means. I don't necessarily decide what happens to me or the way that it looks or anything of that nature, but I do get to decide the, what I use of it. I get to decide what I make from the situations that I've been through because there's nobody that's been through what I've been through the way that I've been through it. So at the end of the day, no matter how bad it hurt or no matter how great it was, I'm the one that gets to decide what this outcome is. When you listen to John Wooden, the coach who won 12 championships with UCLA, he never focused on the scoreboard. He focused on if you gave your effort. Only you know if you won the game when you come off the court. When you leave your job, you know if you gave the effort that you were supposed to to win or not. You know if you knocked on enough doors. You know if you made enough phone calls. Your sales, your results, your outcome is not really a true um, determining factor in how hard you worked for a situation. You know if you did enough because sometimes you'll have you'll, you'll give maximum effort or you'll give maximum effort for the result and not get the result you want, but you're still satisfied with what you did because you know you gave everything you had. So what is victory? You know, it's not necessarily the outcome of the situation, but it's what you did and who you had to be to get through that situation. So looking at those situations differently. You get to create the story and change the story. You tell yourself about yourself. Appreciate that, Reese. Um, amen. And that, that leads to really the last question. You know, when I understand the story about myself, when I understand um, where I want to be, then, then I get to create that vision. And when you're setting your vision, it's really hard setting it for the goal. 
you know, I've been at a place in my youth. Of course, I'm still a young man, only 24. But when I was in high school, my goal was to play Division One football. And that was a destination. But I didn't realize that reaching that destination meant being a better person, number one. I became a better person because of the work I had to put in to get there. But I didn't know that that's what I was striving for, what the outcome or what my thought process should be like. I was looking for the result. I wanted a scholarship. I wanted to play on TV. I wanted to show that I was one of the better athletes or one of the best athletes um, to play the game of football. So that was my mindset there. But once I got there, I didn't realize that I had to be even better, you know, because what got you here in life, what got you started in your business is not what's going to take your business to the next level. There's steps and there's processes and there's growth. So if it's about a outcome, if it's about a result from a situation that I'm looking for, um, look to be disappointed because there's no point of arrival. There's no there's no destination that, hey, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm Tupac now. Hey, I'm here. I'm Denzel Washington. Hey, I'm here. I'm whoever. You are who you are right now is who you're always going to be. Um, and setting your goals should be about who you want to be. So not about the reward you get at the end of the day or the fame, the recognition, the, even the amount of dollars. Those are important. And those need to be a part of the goal if you want to have a place to stay and a roof over your head and something to eat. And that's, you know, obviously that's logical. That's your first survival needs. And as you go forward forward and forth away from survival, because survival is, is a right. Um, it's a right that you have in the world to survive. So when we get past surviving and we're able to get past surviving and we get to thrive, that's when I get to design my life. That's when I get to design my world and who I want to be. So, you know, from that standpoint, who, who do you want to be? And as you're thinking about your goals this week, on Monday, on Memorial Day, as you go back to work tomorrow, um, who do you want to be to get to your next place? And your vision and your mind and who you want to be, a self-sustaining, financially independent entrepreneur, who do I have to be to become that? What kind of disciplines do I need to have that? What kind of um, habits do I need to replace to make that a reality for me? And how long is it going to take me to get there, realistically? Today is Monday. What's the smallest thing that I can do today, today or whatever day it is that you listen to this podcast? What is the very smallest thing that you can do today to go forward in your life? Send a text message and ask 10 people. Which are the best at is the place that I would start with. Send te- 10 people a text message. Hey, Sam, how you doing? Send ten, 10 people. That would be the assignment. That is, you know, I think a great place to start anywhere. If you're getting started or you already have started, is to ask, text the 10 people closest to you, 10 people that you trust, 10 people that will tell you something honest or real. I mean, it's a simple question. What are you the best at? Not what am I good at? You know, what do you think I'm the best? No, what am I the best at? Reese, what are you the best at? Hopefully it's cutting hair. You know what I'm saying? You're a barber. And that's what you should be the best at because that's your craft and your art. Sam, what are you the best at? You know, what, what is it in the world that you are the best at? And it's not, a, it's not up for question or debate when you're asking these friends this. It's, it's the truth. Right, Jake? 
What's how you doing? How you doing, Jake? It's it's good to see you this morning. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate that. And and I'm about to sign off soon, so I'm glad you joined. Um, we're talking about taking steps for the week and getting your vision aligned with where you want to be and figuring out who you want to be in your next place in the world. So in doing that, um, it's important to know what you're the best at and not really questioning anybody what you're the best at, but what are you the best at? For me, I feel like I'm the best at helping people find their purpose um, or communicating, motivating, inspiring. That's what I'm the best at. And when I texted 10 people, that's what they told me I was the best at. So when you text 10 friends, 10 people you trust and care about and say, hey, I want to figure out which direction I need to be going in my life. What am I the best at? If you had to tell me one thing that I'm the best at, what would it be? And find out what that response would be. And I think you'll be amazed at the person that other people see that you are. Um, sometimes other people will see in you what you don't see in yourself. And it's crazy the response you'll get. So take some massive action today. And texting 10 people, that's bold. That's bold. How you doing, Rachel? I'm doing good this morning. Thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Um, it's a great morning. It's a great holiday. We're blessed to be up this morning. So this is the Dash Podcast, and this is what we do every week. Every Monday, every Friday, you can catch a new episode. Um, Mondays, these episodes go live, and that's what you have exactly today is a live episode this morning. Um, hosted and sponsored by your credit coach, Chad Murray. Um, it's a good time. You know, we want some challenging, hey, Mickey, how are you? Happy Memorial Day to you as well. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. Um, I'm excited to see y'all. Let me put some of these comments up here so y'all can see them. Um, it's, it's, it's a good morning. It's a good morning, and a, it, it's a blessed day. So I thank y'all for coming out here. I hope y'all have a, a blessed morning, a blessed holiday, and come back and join us. It's a conversation. So I want to hear from you. Um, I want to I want to speak with you. I want to keep getting to know you and find out ways that we can have a challenging, meaningful, significant conversation. So with that being said, I hope to talk with you soon, and I appreciate you joining me. Y'all take it easy. <laughs> Don't go. Where are we going, Rachel? You got some more questions for me? I'll stay on if you got some questions. Um, I'm I'm happy to stay on for sure. And I'll continue with some vision um, if we do keep going, because that's where we were starting from is your vision for the world. And I, I guess I guess I preface that even more talking about vision. I'm located in South Carolina, Hartsville, South Carolina, Rachel. Good question. Um, I'm from South Bend, Indiana. I was born and raised there. That's where Notre Dame is at. And I went to school at Miami, Ohio. I played football there. And how are you, Jason? Good to hear from you as well. I played football there at Miami, Ohio on scholarship. Uh, um, great time, great time up there. Played for Coach Treadwell, Don Treadwell from Michigan State. Um, played for or recruited, recruited by, oh, no, not Michigan State. I, Don Treadwell came from Michigan State. He was the coach that I played for. I was recruited by Mike Haywood, who came from Notre Dame and, and took us to a 
conference championship the year before I got there. And Coach Treadwell from Michigan State, great guy, um, was not very sex- successful in his first coaching job. We had the longest losing streak in NCAA history at 21 games. Um, and I struggled heavily during my tenure there. My first three years, two years, I did not touch the field. I didn't play at all. Um, I, I didn't play at all. I appreciate that, Reese. I appreciate that. And you're doing what you love, too. And that's what's inspiring about vision is that when you see something for yourself and when you start to ask people and see that, hey, I am the best barber in the world. I am the best communicator in the world. This is what I do. When you start to see that craft, other people start to see it in you. And you start to inspire people for what you do and what your craft is. A little bit off topic, but it's the same because what I learned in my struggle at Miami, Ohio, those first two years, not playing, like really, I wouldn't say depressed. I was a psych major there too, so I spent a lot of time in my thoughts, in reflection mode, in the judgment and decision-making lab. So I had a lot of time to reflect, and I was really hurt because I was away from the people that I loved most. Um, But by my third year, I finally got some tick on the field a little bit. In my fourth year, I was able to pick up a starting role on the team uh, with my partner, Lowood, Wood, who also transferred from Notre Dame. Me and him split time at the nickel position. Uh, but I forewent my, my fifth year at, at Miami, Ohio, and I studied abroad my last semester. When I finished studying abroad, I came down here to Hartsville, South Carolina. So that's the long way, the loop, to answer your question. Rachel, I believe it's you who asked it. Um, But that's where I'm coming from. And so now today, that's culminated. The last two years since I've graduated from college, I I knew that I wanted to continue growing and finding myself. Because one thing I learned studying abroad in Europe, being alone without this for so long, um, great question. I studied abroad in Luxembourg. Mickey, great question. I studied abroad in Luxembourg. Um, it was a blessing as a freshman, to give you some context there as a freshman, my mother had always told me when I was young that if I had a chance to study abroad that I had to do it. So as a freshman, I set up my schedule to where I could take enough credits. So when I got to my senior year, I would be able to study abroad, complete a master's degree if I decided to come back for my fifth year, or graduate if they didn't want me back for a fifth year. So I was able to still have control of my own destiny afterwards. So my last semester, I was able to go to Luxembourg because I didn't have any credits left to graduate. And the football team paid for it. So I didn't have to spend any money really out of pocket. Um, I had financial aid and whatnot like that. So it was fortunate. I had some family help me with some money. So it was, it was a great deal to see 14 countries in 16 weeks, everywhere in Western Europe, Spain, Portugal, um, France, Italy, Germany, Prague, all these kind of places. Bye, Sam. Enjoy. Um, all those places that we got to see in Europe. So coming here, I wanted to continue growing um, and finding myself. So last year, I competed in Toastmasters World Championship of Public Speaking. Um, I found out about that when I was studying abroad. So coming back, I joined Toastmasters. And that's a contest that has 30,000 contestants in 142 countries. It goes six rounds over six months, and you finish with the top 100, um, and then it goes to the final 10, and then you have 
the top three speakers in the world. So last year, um, you know, again, I was fortunate enough to go to the semifinals and be one of the top 100 speakers in the world um, and represent South Carolina at the World Championship. So it was such amazing, humbling experience. Um, and it led me to a new direction where now I feel like my mission is facilitating purpose. And my life is about facilitating purpose. So um, I'm at what I call the bootleg studio right now, a.k.a. the back room in my apartment at the governor's school where I work. And it's my last day. I just signed a lease for my apartment or a rental property um, in Hartsville, and I'll be living um, on my own now, not at the governor's school. I currently live with 45 students that I'm supervising um, at the school. They just graduated. So I'll be transitioning into um, a life that's full of my purpose and every day waking up um, knowing that I'm not getting out of bed for myself, that I'm waking up to help someone else make easier your reason for doing, uh, make easier your reason for living. Um, and I do that by trying to be myself and asking myself difficult questions and um, doing my best to provide questions for you. I don't have any answers, um, just questions. So I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all staying on with me and asking to stay on with me. Um, I see four people are still with me now. I appreciate that so much and definitely appreciate the love. So I look forward to hearing from y'all some more. Um, listen to this past week's episode with Andrew Adenyi, episode number 23. Um, that's on SoundCloud. Really powerful, really powerful episode. His family comes from Nigeria. They just opened a hospital, I believe, this past year. Um, it took a long time to do. It's called Exceeding Expectations. So it goes hand in hand with vision. Um, and stay tuned for this coming Friday as well because we've got another episode coming out with a special guest. So I'm excited. That's enough. I'm, I'm happy, happy, happy for this episode today. I was nervous about doing a broadcast alone um, and talking so much, but it went well. So I appreciate the support, and I hope y'all enjoy this holiday weekend and this holiday day. This is The Dash. Appreciate it, Reese. Have a good one.